solving the world's problems now, and I'm joined by Dave Armstrong in Wellington. Hi, Dave. Kia ora, Jesse. How are you? Very good, thank you. Um, can I say, first of all, I was in Wellington recently, just on a random night out, and, right. man, the, the, the city was cranking. It reminded me of the, the late 90s when I used to live down there. Okay, because I've been going to the CBD in the mornings and it's been pretty quiet. But yeah, I've heard that and, and the World Cup and stuff, it's meant, the Women's World Cup, it's meant that the city has been, it's had a little bit of crank. I wouldn't say it's, you know, 24-7, but it's certainly uh, for midwinter and it's freezing, um, pretty good. And, and a lot of people are happy to see that, especially yeah. people in Hospo. <laughs> maybe not 24-7, maybe 3-4. <laughs> Can you feel? Right. Can you can you notice the enthusiasm for the FIFA Women's World Cup in Wellington? Yes, absolutely. Talking to people, they're all just into. I went to one of the games. I went to the um, Japan um, uh, game against Norway, and it was such a great feeling. And I thought this is what Wellington should be like more often. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the cake tin was great. They'd done it up. Um, I had a really good night, and I I actually went there and back on my bike, and it was a beautiful, calm. At night it was cold, but it was calm, and the city looked beautiful. The waterfront mm. looked great. They, they've left some stuff up from Matariki. Um, they had a big weekend uh, a month ago, maybe, and it's just gorgeous, you know. And I just and people in Wellington should get out at night and go for a walk, and they'll have a great time. Dave, that is the most Wellington Wellington thing to do: turning up at a stadium on your bike. I know, and you know what? When I go to the rugby, sometimes it's the only bike in the whole place. <laughs> I, went, I went this time, because I think football supporters are a little bit different. There were electric bikes, there were, yeah. scooters, there were so many bikes I had to walk for ages. Why I not, cursed. right? Why I was not? Caught, I was cursing cyclists because I couldn't get my bike parked uh, close enough. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit different. Now, Dave, life is short, and I have not had time to look deeply into the story of your mare and her dog. What is going on? <laughs> Oh, look, yeah, Wellington, we really love big issues like this one. So Tori Fano <laughs> has a dog called Teddy that is a lovely dog. I've seen Teddy. I haven't met Teddy, but I've seen Teddy. And, uh, gorgy, gorgeous Staffy. And uh, Tori brought um, Tori brought uh, Teddy into work, and I think everyone was quite happy with the situation. And then um, somehow it, it became uh, an issue because um, the landlord hadn't given permission for dogs at work. And to be fair, uh, Tori Fano said, yeah, fair call. Uh, if I'm not meant to have the dog, I'll, I'll, I'll not bring poor old Teddy into work, even though he, he loved it and she loved it. Um, and the, uh, then she was looking for somewhere to uh, rehome uh, Teddy because you can't leave a dog at home 12, 14 hours a day. And she had so many um, offers of help and doggy daycare and stuff that, that yeah. you know, she was quite overwhelmed. But, I mean, I think, I, I, I don't uh, really have an opinion. I think uh, good honour for having a dog and good honour for, for wanting uh, to be with the dog. But some people, you know, quite rightly say, well, you can't have double standards. You can't have the mayor bringing the dog to work, but lowly council workers can't. And, and I'm sure the mayor, I'm sure Tory agreed with that. But it brings in the other issue of, you know, what, what is the problem with the dog at work? I know there's hygiene things and stuff, but I've, I've been to a workplace where I, where I turn up occasionally where there's dogs, and it's a real highlight. They, yeah, they jump up on me, but they know I'm a dog person. I've got a dog myself. And I, I just think that it humanises the workplace. The, the other thing is, you know, it's an issue now that people aren't turning up to work. They're working from home. Yeah. And quite a few people are saying, if you want your workers to come in and work, um, how about making the workplace attractive? Make mm -hmm. it better than home. Uh, you know, make it a good place to be, a, a good, a fun place to work. And I think um, dogs, uh, I think dogs connect to that. You know, you don't want 
big um, angry dogs prowling. But but you know, in my experience anyway, dogs at work's just been a great a great thing. Thank you. A um, couple of familiar issues, um, including one on earthquake-prone buildings. There's been oh, a, real, yes, building. yeah. a real shake-up yeah. on this in the last few years in Wellington, and, and you've closed yeah. one in the CBD now. Yeah, there's a Department of Internal Affairs building. They realise it's a case. You know, they've said, well, look, we've looked at it. It's an earthquake risk. And what that, the ripple effect, if you like, that it has is that, you know, um, already there's people working from home and the, the CBD, especially during the day, perhaps not so much at night, becomes a quieter place. And businesses are struggling because there's not as many people um, at work. Um, I also think, I, I'm a fan of working from home, I, I usually do, but I think you can take it too far, so I think it's really good to have workplaces that, you know, are, are, are workplaces where everyone can work together, but when you have a, a, a problem like this, then the Internal Affairs Department just have to say to the staff, sorry, you're all working uh, remotely, and that, that flow-in effect onto to businesses is quite severe when, mm. when it's happening to other businesses as well, and when people are working from home, and when you're facing... Uh, two years of pedestrianising Langton Key. So I think, you know, it's sort of um, a perfect storm brewing that I think it's going to be really tough for a lot of businesses um, in the in the CBD. But unlike a lot of people in the media <laughs> and in the uh, sort of debate, I think the pedestrianisation will lead to more people, not less. Uh, yeah, because you make it pedestrian-friendly and pedestrians turn up. Is that your yeah, and, thinking? Oh, yeah. absolutely. And many people disagree with me, and they say, if you don't have parking, you know, and I accept that, and I accept it's going to be hard in the next year or two while they're transitioning. Um, but but I think overall, if you look overseas, cities that have pedestrian zones, you know, they're pretty full, and they're better than... Um, and you can't get a parking lamp in the key anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, quick word on council tenants. Yeah, so that's this is another interesting one in, in that the... Um, when Labour were in opposition, I, I think I talked to I certainly talked to Phil Twyford and, and I think Megan Wood about this terrible national government that was not letting council housing qualify for a subsidy, which meant council rents were higher than rents for charities and other organisations. Well, Labour get into power and there is equally implacable. And so what's happened is that the council, to get around this, have formed a, a charitable trust which qualifies people to get this this subsidy because these are we're talking quite poor people in, in council housing, but the government has said if you're currently a council tenant you don't get the the subsidy, and so a lot of tenants are facing a twenty dollar a week rise. Now that doesn't sound you know massive, but if you're on a low income, um, it's it's quite big. And so, you know, this is a council that. I agree it's not really their fault, but this is a council that has pledged to end homelessness in the city. And there's already, there was a guy this morning uh, saying that he was going to just leave his tenancy and be homeless because he couldn't afford um, the increased rent. So, you know, Wellington does have a homelessness problem and it has a, a problem with affordable housing. And I, I can't see how it's going to get better under this sort of regime and it's just you know it's there's a saying in politics national does labor's dirty work and labor does national's dirty work and hmm. and this this seems one of those situations where actually when they were in op- you know when they were in opposition labor were, were quite holier than now about it and then they've got into power and have done absolutely nothing um and it, it works i'm sure it'll work the other way too that that you know um national will say things now and if they get into power they might then say, oh, no, we'll, we'll do what the previous government did. So it just seems to be a, a part of our politics that, that that happens. Dave Armstrong, thank you for the wrap on what Wellingtonians are talking about and what we might do about it. Really nice to talk to you. Great to talk to you, Jesse. We'll see you later.